And so this is Brookbark. And what have we done? Twenty podcasts over. And this new one just begun. Welcome to Birth Barf. Happy holidays, Lauren. Happy holidays to you, Annie. Welcome yeah. to a special edition of Birth Barf. Today yeah. is our holiday variety hour. Every time I've told someone that that's what I'm recording this week, they're like, what does that mean? And I was like, you just, you don't understand me. What does that mean? A variety hour, like a skit, you know. I think people don't understand the old-timiness of a variety hour, because I think, like, I don't know, most people I know are too young to know what that means. Are we old? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. That's good. Feels good. Feels good. I I am fully in the holiday spirit. I have been uh, decorating and baking, and I listen to choral Christmas music literally all day long every day while I work from my home office. And I've asked if I can open presents every single day for nine days. Oh, that sounds, that sounds like fun. I just got, Arbor just finished her school for last day of school for Christmas break. I'm taking most of the next two weeks Ooh. off of work. So like, oh. I'm just, I'm like just on the downhill of the roller coaster of like, Whoa. oh man, I am not even close. I have three, full hard business days next week. They're not even like phoning in stuff. It's really hard. Well, that's a great segue to our, our non-special episode events of an episode. What's in your drink? What's in your drink? This is in Manhattan with absolutely no sweet vermouth because my dad drank it all when we were on vacation. So this is an exceptionally bitter, but still delicious Manhattan. And this is 32 fluid ounces of more bourbon. I'm gonna crack open an old PBR that's from the original case of PBR that I purchased for our beer mile. So it's not even fresh. That was a really long time ago. That was a really long time ago, but it's in a birth barf koozie, so all is good. Who could resist a cold PBR in one's fridge mm. for so long? Mm. Ooh. Nothing this holidays like an old PBR. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have a second not as cold PBR uh, that Andy wrapped in an ice pack for me because that's how runners Aww. ice their drinks. It's very Aww. nice. That's then, really cute. And then a freshly washed Nalgene liter mm-hmm. of water. Mm. Okay. Keep yourself hydrated. That's Happy right. holidays indeed. 
also part of our regular intro on our episodes, welcoming our new Patreons. And this week we have Jonathan Croy. So Jonathan, Yay. welcome to the team. Thank you, Jonathan. Welcome to Burf Barf. And thanks well, to everyone. Who your dreams. A- and thanks to everybody who became a Patreon this year. Like, <laughs> I just blown away. Wow. So thanks, for, thanks for the yeah. support. It's been uh, a great year that way, wise. Everything else. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah, everything else is great. I mean, things have been great. In addition to that greatness, thanks for also becoming our Patreons. So this episode, we're going to be bringing you a bit of this, a bit of that, and uh, would encourage you to watch the video if it ends up turning out well. And if it doesn't, then I will just delete the video so that there's no proof and only the voice. (laughs) But it's going to go great. I'm sure of it. Indeed. So uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to talk about our first topic because it is something um, that I value as deeply as like my own birthday in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like for you to tell me how many years we ran Gingermas. That's a good question. Oh, well, you don't know? You I, love, I don't yeah. know. I know. It's at least it's five, be. at least five years. At least five years. I would agree so let's with begin with, with uh, describing for those who are just joining us now what Gingermas is. So Gingermas is a holiday-themed running Ginger. event that has evolved over the years. So the very first year that Gingermas happened, it actually was a series of like daily challenges over the course mm. of a week. So yeah, one of the, it was one 12 of days. Those, it was the 12 days of Gingermas. 12 days of Gingermas. Like one of them was the eggnog mile where you did what eight ounces of eggnog and ran a mile. And we, yeah, I you actually, did that in Old Town East, which is super weird, like right near Troy's house, right? No, I did mine near my house that first year with Arbor and a baby carrier. Oh, but you did. Wow. Wow. Yeah, okay. So we have a this long lineage of gingermas because subsequent years there was eggnog drinking as part of the scavenger yes. hunt yes. yes but the first year there was a exclusive eggnog mile where you d- ended up downing a whole Gross. whatever the half gallon thing of eggnog amazing which, oh i'd like to pretend that i think it's gross but i love it <laughs> oh i love it too but if i drank a half gallon of it i'd want to go to the hospital uh, we we failed to mention that this event is hosted by Ginger Runner himself, Ethan Newberry, who is a podcast. I mean, it, actually, if you're here and you don't know who Ethan Newberry is, then I'm mildly stunned and also deeply flattered because he's basically the guy of ultra running podcasts. I mean, he yeah. hosts a, a, like a, you can watch him on YouTube. They uh, sometimes do live events, but he's very elaborate with his interactive participant kind of events, which he does. Um, he's done races. He's done virtual races. He does a lot of cool stuff. And I've wiped my butt with his buff at multiple races. Oh, that's so nice. Me too, actually on the Shell to Eat. That's one, half of one of his buffs is one of those that had to be sacrificed oh, to the, oh, the woods. Cause you know. Oh, the, to the butt gods, the poop yeah, gods. To the butt gods. Um, but we've had so many good gingermas memories like and you oh I God. think I think you run just as many gingermas activities with Andy as you have me yeah. which has been I awesome yeah I was gonna like say that some medium overlap of timing and like uh 
mornings and evenings like you've done the weird like you run with andy like into the night hours too oh yeah get, oh yeah so ginger must has evolved to now essentially being like find as many things as you can on the scavenger item list like a penguin inflatable or get a picture with santa and then also being how many miles who can get the most miles kind of over the over the weekend um yeah, and it's not elitist because you can go out and walk forever too what was that? Uh, I mean, I have a million stories about this. Like, I don't even know which years if they're all blending into one year, but like one year that Andy and I almost got run off the road when we were up at Alum Creek near um, that the giant light display, which is called, I don't know, Benny Hill's wacky white, wacky light display, whatever it's called. Yeah, like light festivus for the rest of us. Yeah. No, it has like some silly ass, like Bud Bundy's good time quickly light show. I don't know. That's where we were. Uh, when we, okay, well, when, uh, we no, no, up, I was telling our listeners to Google it. Oh, we we like, it the all right, cool. Uh, I mean, my all time favorite was probably, I, mean, I think it was, it had to be more than two years ago that you went for the whole hundred K. Yes. So because we was, did everything that day. Yes. That was two years ago and we had so much fun, like, and absurd we, we ran were, the rain for like i was only there for like six to eight no i was there for at least eight hours of it yeah and you had actually gone somewhere during the day and we're just getting back from something because i remember you essentially like changed in your car to meet up with i went to craftsmas showed up in a parking lot with the stereo blasting and i i met you at the gahanna kroger parking lot i was violently amped Oh my gosh, I mean, that was so much fun. And we we just blasted house music and we're like sashaying as hard as a person could sashay like, for like, like midnight to 1 a.m. down Morse Road. Most definitely. In the rain. And I feel like we did at least eight miles like that, just like sweat, like swatting our it's arms back really and good forth. for quality as it turns out. That was so good. And then we, and then so we sashayed to Walmart got new walmart christmas shirts which continue mm -hmm. to be like still my favorite thing i wore it every day this i wore it every day this week it's so good like got new shirts at walmart talked to people that were in walmart with their kids at like two in the morning like but they were weird. great the kids were well behaved they were asking yeah. us what we were up to because we were so covered weird. in christmas gear and then we went and had a drink at uh bar louis bar louis oh. also before we got to walmart we stopped at the Alumni Grill, which is this bar that is near Gahanna, Ohio, and people were just going off in there. Like, I felt like, like we had entered to the high school reunion. Yeah, but yeah. like 30 to 50, doing like booty dancing with like thongs showing. It was and remarkable. We were, it was amazing. We were so thrilled that we got to be privy to such a strange subculture that we had strip mall 40-year-old booty dancing is a thing that is still alive and happening in Ohio. Wall to wall packed. I don't. I don't even think anybody asked like what was up with what we were wearing. They were just like, "Yep, this yeah, is the vibe." Whatever you're doing is good. I mean, do you also remember the guy who was standing in his own front yard in Gahanna, and he had just put up like his final bit of Christmas lights and was standing silently in the dark with the entire yard lit, just like beholding his Majesty silently. Yes. Oh, that was so good because one of the scavenger items is a Griswold house and we were in front of this guy's house to be a Griswold yeah. house. Like the most, there was nothing in his yard, including each blade of grass that was not covered in lights. And oh, 
I'm so glad you reminded me of that because that such was a nice really, moment. It was such a nice moment. That was the spirit of Christmas. That dad standing in silence beholding his own Christmas lights is the essence of Christmas. It was so we, old. We also did wholesome. like three to four whiskey shots at Gatsby's. Do you recall? Yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you were on board for that. I forgot how much we drank because it ended up towards the end of that being kind of a grind. So it's like, I, I didn't forget it, but I think I've categorized them into two different things. But we got a lot done in the course of not even an overnight. Like it wasn't even a full overnight and we got a we lot almost, done. We did like almost a 24 hour run though, because I went home at two or 3 a.m., Scott picked me up from Easton and you went on for three or four more hours. Yeah. And I eventually had to stop because the drizzle was too much and I couldn't sashay hard enough to keep myself warm. But that was the year I ended up winning like the indoor uh, Nordic track bike. And it, you know, it was the pinnacle of my career, which is why I don't have to run anymore. Oh God, that's a good feeling. We also, uh, every year, I think we get points for donating shoes and so we would go to Fleet Feet or wherever every year to put our shoes in the box and like, be like, are you sure you want these? Like these are, these look bad. These are real spicy. They're yeah, real bad. One year it was behind the Kroger and that's where we did a, a, an eggnog toast with me, you, Andy, and Arbor. Uh, we went to see Santa at some kind of- Oakland. At Oakland, Oakland Nursery. Too, yeah. Yeah, we, I think we both sat on Santa one of those years. I have a photograph of me sitting on Santa as a full-ass woman. Uh, fun fact, the very, very first time I ever did gingermas, and this is a perfect segue to my second favorite holiday athletic moments. The first time I ever attempted gingermas was at the Huff. The oh, second God. year that we ran I'm, the Huff. I'm wearing the Huff hat right now. You know, and it's funny thinking about favorite holiday athletic moments and remembering about the Huff, because we haven't run the Huff now in three years. Mm -hmm. I think it's been three years now. Mm -hmm. And just thinking about the Huff makes me feel like I've put a blankie on. It makes yeah. me really happy because we usually had like a house full of people that were running mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. You and I have done some really awesome things there. Like I was mm -hmm. just talking about the, that this week, my, our 50 K time at the Huff is 536. And I don't feel compelled to do a 50 K or push hard in a 50 K ever again. Cause I feel like I've done it. I'm so happy with that time. I, it, I mean, you know. that was an insane day. I mean, I was, that was my first year of ultra running and I'll never do as well as I did in my first year ever. I, I won, I won a 50 K and then I ran a 536. That's what I did in a single fall season. And I was like, Oh, ultra running is the best and the most fun. I can't wait to do so much more because I'll surely succeed so much. The Huff is my second favorite holiday event when it comes to, uh, running and, and, and Christmas. Gingermas is my absolute favorite. And the Huff is my solid, solid number two. We and the energy at the Huff is so good. Like, remember their aid station, oh. one of the aid stations one year was disco themed. And as we mm -hmm. ran up to it, we were both just like, this is it. Like, they've, they've done it. This no one can do a better aid station. Everyone also, they're making fresh it. burgers from scratch. We didn't get to eat them because you would have smacked it out of my hand. I remember going to stop to get homemade peanut butter cups and you were like, there's no time for that. Let's go. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You dragged, dragged my ass. The glory. Thank you. But I mean, that's a race where I had a panic attack at mile like 20 and then went on to do very well. And actually, because of that day, I realized that if I feel like I'm hyperventilating, I can just tell myself, no, you're not. Keep going. So Keep thank going. you for the skill set. You're welcome. But they also have like 16 soups at the end. I just got an email of, that the Huff is happening this year, and they're not going to have the soups, of course, but they're going to hand make roasted pork sandwiches for everyone and then send them home. Well, thanks a lot for the vegans and vegetarians. But like, that's just kind of the level of the huffiness of like, and then we'll put a blanket around your entire body and then carry you a mile. Like they just, they're the most loving family oriented people. I cannot emphasize this enough because if you're listening right now and thinking really the soup is a selling point, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I was once just like you. The soup is the reason for the soup. <laughs> <laughs> when you just ran a, a snowy 50K and then you have your choice of 16 homemade hot soups. And you're basically, we call it Olympic Village. It's this giant tent filled with runners for eating soup. Giant heated tent. Heated tent. And someone's like, what kind do you want, sweetheart? You're just like, <laughs> thank you. And not to mention there's like different cooter mints for each <laughs> soup. So like each, each soup had its own distinct flavor. So they're not Cooters. trying to pass off like, chicken noodle and then like chicken broth no it's no, like, no. Uh, it's like a whole homage to the original bread of that soup flavor. crackers cheeses mm, god the huff is spiteful and also every year that the huff was over i would drive straight to my family craftsmas and i would get there high as fuck off of running like the most fun race ever and then show up in a costume find out that it's not a costume christmas event even though the theme was Hunger Games, how are you not supposed to show up dressed as Katniss? But like people who my, my family would just be like, wow. Why do you keep showing up like this? You're a lot. Like we almost would rather have a relative who's like addicted to bath salts than one who runs 50Ks because you're really a lot. Another favorite memory from the Huff is the year that like a pack of us women went. And after we did the huff, we were all like wrapped in space blankets and like half shuffling through the grocery mm -hmm. store, picking up mm -hmm. alcohol. Mm -hmm. And I, it, I was moving so slowly. Like we all looked nuts. Like we had we looked, our medals on, yeah. like space blankets, like just completely huddled over in our hoodies and stuff. And then we all went back to our hotel rooms and I proceeded to probably- Dump red wine. Red oh, wine over everywhere. the floor. Clean it up with white towels and then be like, don't worry about it. It was, it was drafting so lottery nice. tickets while you just poured Carlo Rossi on the floor, which makes it sound like we actually know how to party, which we don't because we're runners. No, correct. Correct. But yeah. Another year, I would like you to remember because I still have a photograph of it. We got a giant Airbnb. Your dad came and I stayed in this room in the basement. And as soon as I closed the door to my room, there were dirty, long lace panties hanging on the, the doorknob in my room. I was so horrified that I'm pretty sure I screamed and made everyone come in my room and then I closed the door so they could see. I remember we were kind of like skeezed out and then wasn't the owner like, 
Yeah, those are my daughters. Sorry, the cleaning person. Yeah, I'm those. sure it's something wholesome, but man, in the moment, it was like, what kind of place is this? It's, it's a two-story lake house with eight bunk beds. It's exactly the kind of place that's going to have a dirty thong hanging on the back. Okay, the okay, okay. That's how it goes. But yeah, shout, shout out to the Huff. If you have not done the Huff before, highly encourage you to do so. Mm. It's also in the same location that the India Trail 100 happens. So, oh, yeah. Ginger Miss. The Huff. Ginger Miss. And then the last thing I wanted to touch on on favorite holiday athletic events moments uh is i'm gonna say like the miscellaneous holiday 5ks that's that was gonna be mine that's all i've got yeah i mean i really wanted to run a 5k every single weekend of december but then i realized what an incredible dump of money that is which i i don't know how i i must have been flush last year because i just paid for them all i signed up for one and I'm not running it until the package comes, which is the LL Bean 5K, the Christmas 5K that comes with uh, a buffalo plaid tight technical shirt that is tailored at the waist. What? Oh my gosh. Oh, it's called the flannel. It's called the flannel 5K. Yeah. That's the only one I signed up for. But I love uh, Santa Race, Eggnog Race. I love the Jingle Bell 5K, which uh, benefits people with arthritis. Uh, I, I love all holiday races. Also, two years ago, I made my brother go to the Santa race in Gehanna. It was his first 5K ever. I mean, I think we made his PR and his goal by like a second and a half, and it poured freezing rain the whole time. I remember He said that. he was like not right afterwards. We went to my parents' house directly after, and they're like, do you want coffee and hot bacon? And he was like, you can't feel my feelings. He was a mess. That's because 5Ks are horribly difficult. I recently had somebody I work with ask me like, oh, do you just like laugh at people with their 5Ks and their half marathons? And I was like, no, never. I ask that question all the time. And I'm like, I would never wish the suffering of a 5K on anyone, ever. I feel like I'm trying to picture what the difference is. I feel like a 5K is getting a tooth drilled with no Novocaine and an ultra is more like a, a long surgery. <laughs> That's a beautiful metaphor. Thank you. I mean, I really feel like that encapsulates life. <laughs> I've only had this much. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, holiday five kids. I just love anything. I mean, like, you know. I love Christmas. I love dressing up in stupid outfits. Uh, you do too. So that that really tickles my jangle bells. And we got to do ours. We got to do, was it last year or two years ago? Two years two ago, years, right? Two years ago, we did the hot cocoa. Yeah, that's. I think that's the one I'm mm-hmm. thinking of, where beforehand we went to Starbucks, then mm-hmm. we went to Walgreens and got new nail polish colors. Mm-hmm. And then we were dressed in our Christmas uh, sweatshirts and scream sang Christmas carols Aww. while we ran, uh, was it 10 or 10K? Because it wasn't out and back because we got to like, we got to sing at people going both directions. It was like from the West. We did the 10K. We did the, ten, we did the 10K, but we did it like fun, fun paced and no one, I mean, they, they had people still there. Yeah, but we blasted music. We blasted music. They let us have the old shirts from the previous year. 
I wear that. I wore that five days of this week. I wore my Walmart shirt underneath and that on top with a full scarf. That's what I wore to work every day this week. Because the material of the shirt is key. It doesn't matter if it's been, the logo has been screen printed on crooked. It's the material of the it shirt was. that matters. Yeah. Oh God, I love it. That race was so fun. It was oh. great. And it was, the sun was shining and it was crisp out. And I had my jammy pack. Thank you, Sandman. And we just blasted carols. And every time we passed someone, which was, I guess, when people passed us, they were like, thank you. Yay. <laughs> yeah, people were feeling it. Oh, that was, that's everything you could hope for in a 5K. Really I good. know. Yeah, or 10k, a 10k. Whatever it was, we're not even Whatever. sure. Whatever. <laughs> Running through forests and winning top female, big flutes of champagne and peeling off toenails, race shirts that aren't ugly, tied up with strings. These are a few of our favorite things. Bright colored lipstick and warm mashed potatoes, cowbells and costumes and getting new run clothes, drinking some whiskey, here comes the upswing. These are a few of our favorite things. Women on hilltops in all of their glory, epic race recaps that have a poop story, completing an A race that has the best bling. These are a few of our favorite things. When the chafe rubs. When the puke comes. When, when I'm feeling sad. We, we simply remember our favorite things. And then we don't feel so bad. So now we're going to talk about the inspiring moments of 2020. The things that made us feel excited to be runners, excited to be women runners, excited for other people's successes. And we are so lucky that we had so many. And Annie's gonna kick us off because this first one is very dear to her heart. It's very personal. So 2020 was a lot of bike riding uh, for me and my family, uh, more so than running miles for most of it. And uh, my eight-year-old, at the time, seven-year-old daughter, Arbor, hit a oh big milestone this year, riding her first century on a bike. And wow. And just, you know, we've been building up to this for the last few years with her longest run being, or her longest ride being like 30, 40, 60 miles. Like last year, her longest ride was close to 80 miles. And so we kind of knew that it was coming up this year. And she just crushed it she didn't complain she had a great time she did it again she was insane i just want to say how miraculous it is to have a child of two endurance athletes who instead of sort of rebelling against the thing that they're into or being sort of you know apathetic about it like totally adopted it felt good about it wanted to create her own goals achieve those goals and is just an utter badass at everything she tries her hand at. I mean, she, obviously she's a kid, so there's going to be days where like you get a little pouty or you get a little weird, but like, let's be honest. Have you seen adults be way more ridiculously pathetic in a race than your own daughter? 100%. 100%. I mean, your daughter's resilience when it comes to endurance it is really unparalleled at any age. She has a lot of class. She's very classy. She's a very classy lady. 
And, you know, it was amazing. She did her first uh, century as an out and back and then uh, proceeded to do a point to point because she wanted to try doing a point to point. Mm. Bang. Because she knows what that means. <laughs> she yeah. knows the difference between an out and back and a point to point. Oh, my God. She's such an accomplished athlete at such a young age and, and so, so tough. So, yeah, that's a top one. What a babe. Uh, moving on to another one that uh, I know nothing about, so I'll hand over to you. I know that there were three female record breakers. attempts, yeah. Just so, in 2020, I know that it was broken three separate times by yeah. females. So this is a FKT effort that's actually on the list of nominations for fastest known time of the year, or how I like to say fuck toy, because I can't help but think that when I see FKT. Every time I see it. So the fuck toy of the year is potentially Sabrina Stanley. I have to imagine that Sabrina Stanley is going to get FKT of the year um, because she ran Nolan's 14 and then uh, Megan Hicks went out, I think two weekends later, broke the FKT again. Mm -hmm. Sabrina Stanley was like, you know, I definitely want to go for this again. We don't know what's going to happen next year. And I really can't just like sit on this all winter. I have this perfect window of time where the full moon is out. And Sabrina Stanley went back out and broke the FKT again and ended up doing Nolan's 14 successfully, uh, like six and a half weeks apart. Did two full Nolan's Okay, 14s. so this is why it's so significant. I had someone ask me this week, they were like, when other people have broken it since then, why is that the FKT that's nominated? Because someone's broken it since her. Yes, but that she is the current FKT holder. She oh. had it, she lost it to Megan, and then Sabrina did it again, taking it back. Wow. Jesus, and, that's ballsy as hell. And Sabrina also became, uh, I think, the first female to break 60 hours. So she did it in like 58 hours. Just. Oh, oh. relentless. Fucking relentless. Yeah. That's and, brutal. Uh, and also just Sabrina Stanley is a standout from the perspective of she really calls her shots like she's kind of like Camille Heron in that way where she is super proud of like putting or super forward about putting what her goals are that she's going for like she's very unabashed with uh, her performance efforts. And I think just uh, in general, she's a role model, but for us as women to be a lot more assertive about stating those things and being a little bloodthirsty, like mm -hmm. I think being a little bloodthirsty is good. We're athletes and I don't think we would be here if we didn't want to compete. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's incredible. And I also think uh, just to, I don't want to say piggyback because if I do, I might kill myself because I've been on Zoom for so many hours. There's and if anybody, piggyback, piggyback. if anybody fucking piggybacks anything else ever again, I might go to their house and claw their eyes out of their head. But just to, just to dovetail with what you're talking about. <laughs> no, oh my God. Let's just say, if we were to have a gigantic six foot poster Oh, a female in ultra running on all of our walls. And I don't mean you and I, I mean, everyone listening to this podcast, it would be Courtney DeWalter. And we're going to bow our heads in reverence now to give Courtney DeWalter her full due 
for doing something that deeply inspired us in 2020, which is she won Big's Backyard. And I don't have to say outright because only one person can win Big's Backyard regardless of their gender. Courtney DeWalter, uh, I think set the record of most miles ever run at Big's Backyard. At Big's Backyard, yes. And she tied, uh, yeah, regardless. I, I forget because this year was strange with the satellite locations, with it being international and the laps run at other places. Because I think Carol Sabe did 75 laps or something like that. But um, at Big's, she holds the record. Yeah. For, for 68 loops, yes. Uh, uh, Belgium's Saba Carroll won the international race in 75 loops, yep. but Biggs is another beast. She yep. ran 283.33 miles. We, we knew that it was going, we knew that it was eminent, you know, I mean, we've been watching her race huge beefy multi-days for several years now. We knew that she was going to win. We just didn't know when. And Oh my God, was it juicy when she finally took her place there on the top box. And I think like Maggie winning last year, Courtney winning this year, like women's streak, you know, it's a streak it's of so women. Good. It's so good. I mean, it, it just further emphasizes that when it comes to exceptional distance, that women can win and they do. Uh, we're just so lucky to have the kind of heroes that we do. Um, just in all for running right now in Maggie and Courtney and we we deep bow to you. Quick correct, correction on Sabrina Stanley's effort. She is the first female to break 50 hours on Nolan's 14. Wow. Not 60 hours. 60 Baller. hours I believe is the time limit. So Baller. So oh. I'd, I'd like to talk to to all about somebody who is a hero in our hearts on a more local scale. And that is my dear, dear Jessica of Fluff Bakery in Athens, Ohio. Oh, Fluff I, I, Jessica. Oh, Fluff Jessica. I, I can't, I just, I might get teary-eyed. I might collapse on the floor when I talk about her. We've been collaborating, collaborating a little bit about how we're going to train for, um, for Ohio's Backyard, which is coming up here in March. She has just inspired us in so many different ways, not just about women towing uh, the line at local races and beyond, but also um, how we show up for each other uh, as women athletes, how we support one another and how we can be more creative about how we bring women in. I mean, really, she's a big part of our inspiration for the idea of the plus one in 2021. She has just taught us so much about getting excited, opening our hearts, and finding creative ways to bring women to the starting line. And I, I just, I can't say enough good things about her. And just think, we started, we really started our relationship with the Southern Ohio women based on Jessica's efforts at the beginning of this year, when she supported us, not just as a friend, as a supporter of Burf Barf, but as an entrepreneur and giving us a space within her business in Athens to speak about our experience and have people come and listen and gave us uh, her attention, her time, her resources, and a good, good fucking meal. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, and Aperol spritzers out the eyeballs. Like oh. she just... 
really, you know, it's not just lip service. Like she's showing up with everything that she has at her disposal. And that just is so meaningful. Um, Yes. And doing things like calling into Ridge Runners, making sure that she's speaking up within a leader in Trail Sisters. And it's just awesome. Yeah. If if we could fashion you an award and give it to you now, we would be providing you with that award. It's a light lamp. Um, Other uh, other women inspirations and it's not even we didn't even make this list specific just to women but it tends to be a lot of them um <laughs> this year was female run publications so yeah, wow. I, or I guess i should say female run running pu- publications mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. uh our dear friend tyler uh started straights and curves which is a zine that comes out of portland oregon about the or about running that has poems and art and inspiration and articles about running in different fashion than you would think of with like trail running magazine or ultra running magazine um and just i'm so proud of her because she's had this idea bounce around in her head for a long time um with her friend that she co-created it with and to be able to get that in my hands and see the labor of her work is awesome episode or issue two is went on sale i think on monday and Uh, It might still be available, but I think they went pretty fast, but definitely encourage you to look up straights and curves um, because man, zines are cool. Yeah, they're cool as hell. I mean, I'm super proud of her too. I mean, I just love her so much. She's so good at manifesting these, these ideas that she has. And there's, there's something in common with both of the female run publications that you're going to talk about today. And that is that they're super fucking punk. Like they're underground, they're independent. They were, they're filled with art. They're, they're not beholden to fucking anybody. They have very few sponsors. And when they do, they have sponsors that they fully stand by and mission. And they support LGBTQIA and beyond. They support people of color. They are inclusive. They just represent like the fucking i just they're just the essence of punk to me i feel so good about both of these publications like also who's making zines that's fucking rad that that takes me back man that that takes me back and you're more polished version (laughs) yeah okay good so the other uh uh female run publication is jessica vanderbush with the eat clean run dirty magazine and another and you know i i admire the shit out of her because I think it's one of those things that I would look at and be like, yeah, that, that's something I could see myself doing. And I don't know if I could ever get myself the gumption to actually go for it. And she's gone for it in a big way. It's in this. Uh, so much work, so much collaboration, so much fundraising. And her, she's got such a solid friend group, a lot of which are people who are super dear to our heart. Uh, Annie got a pretty cool shout out in the most recent edition, which I thought you, was Travis. rad. Yeah, I mean, Travis Lloyd was one of the founders uh, you know, Lee Connor is one of our trail buds that we adore. A lot of people that have just been sort of our friends on the trail for many years and have been there with us from the start of our interest in ultra running. Just and I like swear words. Cool I like swear words in publications. I, I've got to, I've got to say swearing is really important to me and to see more swear words in reference to trail running. Yes. 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 Super proud. 
super proud of you guys. Um, a more recent, uh, a recent inspiration within like the last week. Um, it, this will be a quick blurb, but I uh, saw a gentleman out on a run the other day and he had his two da small daughters on bikes um, behind him in the pouring rain. And I was telling them good job for being out in the rain because that's no small feat as a person who has gone headfirst into rain on a bike before. It's not an easy task, let alone when you're like an eight-year-old. And as I was telling them kudos and you're doing a great job, the dad turned around and said, Burf Barf, right? And it turns out that it's a Burf Barf fan. So Darren, uh, I have to tell you and your daughters, thank you so much for the boost in the middle of my run. It really was like the highlight of my run. That's so cute. Awesome. That's so cute. So thank you for being out there. That's adorable. Scott calls that getting recognized when you're out in public and organically someone knows who you are and there's nothing juicier than a full-blown recognized. It's wild. I, I remember some of my best ones. Uh, keeping it local, uh, I would like to mention another one of our deeply inspiring local ladies. And that is our darling friend, Katie Height, who has just, I have to say, always been there for us at the right moments. Like, I feel like a bat signal must go out into a cloud when I'm like laying on the floor of my basement feeling like a worthless piece of shit. And Katie Height just texts me immediately. Like, this happened maybe two days ago. And I was just like, I hate everything and I'm gonna cry all through Christmas and Katie Height was just like hi how are you doing and I was like I do have a guardian angel Aww. I know and I've ended up like long form Instagram messaging her she'll be like here's the here's this Instagram story poll like do you think I should go with the red or the green and I'm like you know my soul has been aching and I just I don't know if I can keep staying strong much longer and she just, she is just so responsive and says or sends the right thing. And I think uh, you and I, and we had to mention this because you and I talked about each one of us being like, God, God thank God for Katie Height because I really would have had more struggles this year if she wasn't there. And Absolutely. I just think Absolutely. that's wild that we both, we both used her as like, our our emotional uh sound oh, yeah. board. We um, made lists and we're both like Katie Height, yes, final answer. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So I mean I just you. see her at all the right times. So thank you, Katie. Please bill us for the emotional labor whenever you get a moment. <laughs> Absolutely. So I know we've mentioned almost only female athletes. So we'll take a brief break from that to say uh that an inspiring moment of 2020 was when our dear friend Sam Furman finished the Barkley Fall Classic uh, this year, which is insane. Somehow, by the, I don't even know what kind of magical juju he has surrounding uh, Frozen Head, but the Frozen Head gods must smile upon him because he got in, which I know a lot of people uh, had to take a bye year because it was a spooky year, but this was a year that you know, it was kind of like a, a little bit of a crapshoot. Like if you, if you wanted to do it, maybe you could. So he, he was there and ready and willing and made the distance, which is bonkers. Cause it's just, you know, it's probably not the hardest thing he's ever done. He's run a hundred, he's run a hundred K. He's done some off the wall, like personal achievements running like a hundred K on the road by himself for no, no reason at all. But it, it's definitely a special 
merit badge on your Boy Scout sash. They don't have sashes. Whatever they wear. On your vest? I don't, I'm not really clear on what they wear. Uh, but he's a, you know, he's a dear friend of ours and a dear friend of the podcast. And I just wanted to say uh, it's a baller move to be able to finish just like a comically hard course. Yeah. Uh, and then I think our final one is another uh, fuck toy nominee. <laughs> and that's uh, Michaela, who we got a chance to interview uh, on her whole own episode too, so we can keep it brief, but uh, Michaela's uh, Colorado Trail FKT. So that was just super cool. And I think, yeah, just hearing her talk about her attempt also kind of informed some of my mindset for this year too. And thinking about like, going for women FKT records versus overall hint, just go for the overall, especially on these really long efforts mm -hmm. and just, you know, really utilizing her toolkit and experience, even though self admitted, she admitted herself that her training wasn't like to the nth degree, but she utilized her skill set and experience. And I kept drawing, thinking about that too, and just being like, you know, and this doesn't hold up to any logic, but I was like, well, if Michaela can do the Colorado trail, like I can do shelter we, and it worked. Obviously, this is the same thing. I just, I love her matter-of-fact attitude, which is very similar to yours, which is like, I can, I will, I'm, I'm gonna, like, shut up, I'm just gonna fucking do it. Like, of course I'm gonna fucking do it. Like, yep. shoe exploded, I'm out of food, it's completely dark, like, fuck you, I'm going to fucking do it. I'd like to just add in a little sprinkling here that's not in our outline. And in the inspiring moments of 2020, I would like to mention, um, I would say the most inspiring person and also a fuck toy, Annie Wang, who set the fastest known time for women and for the new trail on the Shelter We Trace trail this year. Um, she is one of the nominees for the North Face Fastest Known Time Award for 2020, which is uh, well-deserved and also insanely awesome. I'm constantly inspired by you. And I would say I'm surprised, but I'm never surprised when you do the thing that you say you're going to do. You beat me to it because another one of my inspiring things for this year has been you. And I'm Were you gonna do that to me? <laughs> oh. Oh, we just gifted the major each other. We did. Remember when we got uh, the same tattoos and we passed the time and the pain by telling each other the things we liked about one another? Yeah, We're that do worked it again. better for you than it did for me because I just screamed and you slept. Okay. Yeah, like this year you did BFC and became one of two females, three females left that have done how many BFCs? Seven. Seven. Six. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's six up there. Yep. Six, six. time BFC finisher, and you're in very rare company period, let alone women. You you started some new stuff this year, like doing a streak, which you were on mm. day. Um hey Siri, how many days has it been since March 16th? It was 277 days ago. I'm on 278. So you decided to start a streak this year. And even though at times I would get the reminder from Strava and be like, damn it, Lauren went out for a run again and I still don't feel like running today. You ended up being like my running consciousness where it was like my touchstone of like, 
people are still running. I can be unmotivated and it's okay. It was like this stream or this like current of motivation that was always there that was like, if when I'm ready to jump back in, Lauren will still be there. Lauren will go on. Virtual race. I am running outside, and when you're ready, you can run too. That went really well. Really good. Really good. That's what we call riffing. <laughs> but yes, really. So, yeah. Wow, I can't believe we did that to each other. There was, that was really actually unplanned. Yeah. Um, so yeah, inspiring moments of 2020. Delicious and delightful. I loved every minute of it. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. We're dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. Or the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing in a slang song tonight. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all.